Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Manxiety Podcast. We're your hosts, Ashad and Matt. Before we get started, if you're enjoying the show, please subscribe so you can get notified of new episodes. If you want to share this with your friends, you can find us on all podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. This week, we'll be talking about you and me, the real me or the real you. Talking about being authentic, y'all. Talking about getting down to the essence of who you, we, I am. And making sure that you stick to that person. Be who you are. think uh, many times throughout our lives, there's different roles that we're expected to play. That doesn't mean you shouldn't be who you are. You should play that role to the best of your own ability as the person you are. Because if you don't, what happens is you start experiencing anxiety. So here's a good example. Hold on. I thought I had a good example, but I don't. Matt, do you have a good example? <laughs> hey, just be your authentic self. Just whether your example is good or not, just say it to the world. No, I know. I'm. I'm oh, you don't have an example at all? No, no. <laughs> okay. I mean, something came to mind, but I was like, I, I don't think that that'll work as, as a good example or like a, as an example for this. Gotcha. Um, What's a good one? Like, uh, let's say you're asked. Here, I got one. You're in class, right? You're asked to present. You're asked to present something, okay? Now, to you, it probably seems like you've been chosen to present. You have to present. You know, you have to be the best presenter in the world. You have to, like, walk up there and present, like, your... Uh, I don't know, one of the late, Steve Jobs, sure. Like you're Steve Jobs or something, right? Like you you put this um, requirement on yourself thinking that, hey, I got to go up there and I got to give a presentation on the same caliber, on the same level as Steve Jobs. But see, by doing that, you just start causing yourself anxiety, right? Because that's something that you're never going to be able to reach. You're you're never going to be able to meet because Steve Jobs was his own person. He did things his way, and you're your own person. So what you should do is go up there and give a presentation as yourself in in the best way that you know how to. Now, whether that means walking up with a turtleneck and taking out an iPad out of a yellow manila envelope, or it means walking up in shorts and a T-shirt and, you know, showing people a video on screen. Right. Like whatever it is that you are good at, that you, you know, whatever is you, whatever feels right, that's what you should do. And so that's what we mean about being authentic and being yourself, because as soon as you start trying to be someone else, as soon as you start trying to wear a turtleneck, you're going to go up there and be sweating. Your neck's going to be very warm. You're probably not going to be able to talk because you've never worn a turtleneck. Right. It's it's not you. <laughs> it's someone else. I hope that was a good example, Matt. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, you know, in society, we so often have to conform one way or another. And it makes sense if it's for, let's say, your job where you have to present to customers. You got to make sure that you don't, you know, you're not saying fuck this and fuck that in the presentation, right? There's a time and a place for that type of language and that type of uh, authenticness in that regard. However, you don't want to be a robot. So when I'm talking to to my uh, customers, you know, I'm still me. I kind of tone down what I say a little bit. Some of the like 
humor that I like. I shift it a little bit, but I'm still telling jokes. I'm still talking about stuff. Sometimes it falls flat, which is hilarious uh, that I that I bomb on a on a Zoom call <laughs> because some people <laughs> just are, are not down with the with the jokes. Um, I usually lead with um, the, speaking of the robotic thing. I'll be like, oh, I just turn on my camera and like, oh, okay, that's cool. And I'm like, yeah, just to make sure. You know, when I first meet them. They, hey, I'm not a robot. And then I start talking in a robot voice. Like if I start talking like this, then I'm not being me or something. And like. 99% of the time they laugh, right? They're like, ah, whatever, this, this is funny. Okay, you're, you're a person, right? Last week, I did have somebody who, who didn't laugh at all. They just stood there stone-faced. <laughs> and I, I was like, all right, this is that. This is the, you know what? I'm not going to change who I am, right? I'm still going to say this dumb joke because I like it. I don't really care. Um, and that's and that's kind of what it's about, right? You, you want to be yourself. Um, the, the example that we were talking a little bit about earlier that I think came to mind is um, I used to do this a lot where if I'm driving in the car and somebody's like, oh, pick a song, I would literally just go to like Spotify top radio hits and play that because I'm like, ah, people hear this on the radio. They have to like it. Right. Instead of picking the, the shit that I really like because I wanted to make sure everybody was happy and that's OK. But if somebody's like, oh, give me your favorite song or just play whatever type of stuff. Now I'm just like, ah, oh, dude, this is my playlist. And if you don't like it, I like, I'm sorry, you can ask to change it, but I'm not going to like. I'm not going to try to do something that's not me up front. Like, I'm going to, like, set that expectation that I'm just going to be me, right? And um, that's that's the approach I take with a lot of my friends. <laughs> <laughs> no, and that's just, how it I'm should be. I'm always me. <laughs> no, that's how it should be, and I'm always me. I, I used to kind of try to do that as well. But recently, like, you know, if I put a song, people don't like it, right? I put a song that I like, obviously. Then I'm just like... Here you go. Like, you guys decide. If you're asking me to put something, I'm going to put something that I'm going to enjoy. Now, if you want a song yourself, like, be my guest. Like, I don't care. I'll listen to whatever, unless I do. And I, you know, I'll obviously change it or put my own song. But it's like, if you're asking me to put music, again, I'm going to put something that I'm going to enjoy listening to that I like. And and people, like, at first will be kind of offended, right? They're like, hey, can you put on some music? I'll put on some music. They're like, no, I want something else, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, here you go. What do you guys want to put? Like, go ahead and put it. They're like, no, like, why, why don't you put it? I'm like, well, like, I put something, you guys didn't like it, so it's your turn, right? Like, put something you're going to like, and now you're controlling the music, and if people complain, they come straight to you, not coming to me no more. Yeah, it's like the age-old debate of what are we going to eat? You know, somebody will go, I don't know, you pick. This happens all the time in relationships. Oh, my God, it does. And then I'll go, okay, let's go to in and out Sorry for anybody if you're on the West Coast. Oh, uh, but no, I don't. I don't, I don't really want. I don't really want any burgers, Matt. Can we go somewhere else? Sure. Okay. Let's go to Del Taco. Uh, right. I don't know. Del Taco always gives me a stomach ache. Can you choose just somewhere else? I'm down for whatever, but can you just choose somewhere else? Yeah, I hate it when they're like, I "I'll eat whatever," and then I give them like five <laughs> choices, and they're like, "None of those work for me." And I'm like, "That's not yep. whatever. You're gonna you, like you. You have a preference, and in in that moment, see." What's funny about being authentic is it's actually reversed. Uh, it's the reverse perspective because the person doesn't want to say what they want because they're afraid of almost like offending you with their choice, right? Like if if I was like, where do you want to eat a shot? And you're like, oh, dude, let's eat at In-N-Out. And I go, In-N-Out, that's dumb, dude. Whataburger is so much better than In-N-Out, you idiot. Like that's why you don't want to make the first move, right? But you should because then I can also do it and like everybody else like has the choice to, to just be themselves and say what they want. 
Otherwise, if you don't communicate your fucking desires, like when we talked about with the, the boundaries episode, nobody's ever going to meet your expectations because you're never like <laughs> explaining them, right? Like you can't say whatever. And then when I give you six choices, you shoot it down. Because then eventually what happens is um, your boy drives to where I want to eat, which would be my first choice. And then we pick up something else on the way <laughs> for whatever <laughs> you decide. And you have a limited time between where the in and out is and where my house is. And if you can't find something on the way, then I guess you're fast. <laughs> you're not eating. <laughs> Yeah, no, nah, man. Andre does that to me all the time. I'm like, so what do you want to eat today? She's like, I'm down for whatever. I'm like, all right, let's go here. She's like, no, not that. I'm like, all right, so what do you want to eat? She's like, uh, I'm cool, whatever. I'm like, you just say you don't want that. She's like, well, anything except that. I'm like, okay, this play. No, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm not choosing no more. You decide what we're eating, and I'll decide if I want to eat there or not. And this is how you just starve. Like you haven't eaten in 15 days. You're just yeah, like skin, yeah, like oh my god, <laughs> so brittle. Um, my but, bones are breaking as as I'm as I'm speaking. My jaw is uh, coming I'm gonna, loose. I'm gonna postmate you some food right now. Please, it's, please, it's, it's on save me. I need something. <laughs> um, you know, because it, it's 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 like it's weird that it works both ways. But it's like just it it sucks when you have two people that don't want to make a decision because they don't want to offend anybody and they don't want to like be the be the uh, go-getter or the make the first move or whatever and then they literally would starve like if this was in the wild like if this was millions of years ago or whatever they would just starve like oh what do we want to do today do we want to hunt deer or pick berries it's like i don't know you decide no you decide all right well i guess we're just gonna starve <laughs> like i don't think it's always about being afraid of choosing something like a lot of times not a lot of times but sometimes i really don't care where we eat right like i'm hungry i just want food mm-hmm so that's why if someone asks me, I'm like, like, I don't care. Like, you decide, right? Because, like, for me, it really doesn't matter. And then we'll still run into the problem where it's like, well, I don't want to eat here and I don't want to eat there, blah, blah, I'm like, just choose somewhere you do want to eat. Like, <laughs> I'm cool with whatever you want. Yeah. Um, I, I but usually, what, we, what we started doing recently, um, actually, it's gone a little bit better recently because, like, we just, I think we found the place we like. So we just, like, we just choose those places. But what we were doing at one point was... I think I was like, I was choosing my top three and then like she would choose her top two out of those and I would have to choose one out of those two or something along those lines, right? Where like we just narrow it down until we're left with just one. Yeah, um, it's like the, and that, that it's like the bachelor out. or the bachelorette of food choices. Pretty much. But yeah, I think that's a <laughs> be authentic when you're choosing food. I think that's the message there. Or or you're gonna have some anxiety because you're gonna go somewhere you don't want to go to eat. But yeah, I don't think yeah, I don't think that's the only place, right? Like the only instance where being yourself matters, right? Um, like if you think about a, a big one, right? A, a a big thing that causes a lot of anxiety is our relationship with our parents or our siblings or like just people in our family. Right. And I think a lot of time, the reason why it caused so much anxiety in our lives is because our parents or like our family have an expectation of who they want us to be or who they think we are. Right. They think that Matt is, uh, I don't know, this uh, cute little boy that never gets in trouble and is always on this computer, uh, you know, typing away at work. When in reality, Matt is this badass that goes out to biker bars all the time and picks up chicks on his Harley. 
he totally doesn't do that, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm just saying, like, our, our parents, right, have these, uh, this expectation of who they think we are. And they try to push that expectation onto us. And they try to do things um, to, make it, to make it so, right, to make their expectations be true. And a lot of times, us as kids, maybe we don't speak up about it. Maybe we don't say, like, no, that's not me. I don't want to do that. You know, that's not something I enjoy or whatever it is. We're trying to, um, you know, be good sons or daughters or whatever it is. And we're trying to say whatever. It's our parents. We'll go along with it or let them believe what they believe or whatever it is. And we get into a lot of trouble this way for us, right? A lot of mental health trouble. Because then something happens and you're uh, like you get mad or your parents get mad and like there's a big misunderstanding and your parents are like, well, I thought you were at home all the time. Why did you go and crash your car? And you're like, well, like this is who I am. I go out, you know, or why did you crash your motorcycle? What the hell? You're like, well, this is who I am. I, I love riding motorcycles like this is my life. Your parents are like, no, your life is in front of a computer. And then you're just. You know, you get into all this uh, mental trouble where it's like, well, like, should I tell my parents? Like, then they're going to worry. Then they're going to do this. And then, like, you start getting into your head with all these thoughts. You start hurting yourself. Whereas from the get-go, if you had said, hey, like, this is me. This is what I like to do. Yeah, your parents might might not like it. But at least they would know the true you and understand it a little bit more. Or even if they don't understand it, at least accept it. Yeah, it's kind of the same way when you rip off a band-aid, right? If you rip it off quickly, it stings, you move on. But if you rip it off slowly, it's that slow burn. I think for a lot of stuff, when people have an expectation of you, it's better sometimes to just be like, that's not what's going on, or that's not who I am anymore, or whatever. Especially with parents, it can be tough because they obviously will kind of see you as their kid forever. Um, But I see that same thing in you know, my friend group all the time where we'll be saying something and then somebody will be like, yeah, like, you know, like Matt loves to talk. And I'll be like, all right, yeah, I do. So what? Like, if you didn't want to listen, you wouldn't listen. Like you would hang up the on Discord or whatever, right? Or mute me. I don't, I don't know. You can mute me if you want. And I, I used to be like, oh God, I talk too much. I need to stay silent, whatever. And then I just felt like I wasn't like, I, I don't know, I just felt like I wasn't a part of the conversation at all because instead of me talking less, the way I went around it was just to talk and say nothing, right? I would just be completely quiet. And then people, every time I would do that, they would be like, well, is something wrong? I'm like, no, just I'm, I'm listening to you. And like, well, are you sure? You haven't said a word in like five minutes. I'm like, yeah, I just, I'm listening to you, right? Like I'm trying to listen more and not talk as much or whatever. And then I realized that obviously because the expectations aren't even set and I don't mind talking a lot and picking people's brains and and having these long conversations that for them, when I changed, they maybe were like, oh shit, like did I offend him or something, right? I'm like, no, but just trying something new. So in that regard, it's like there obviously is a time and place, like I said, when you want to shift a little bit, like, you know, when you're putting on your work hat or you're putting on like a school hat or maybe like a church hat or whatever, like these different hats that we wear in different places to denote some of the some of like the societal rules that we have but at the end of the day you still have to be yourself because then if not like i would just stop hanging out with people that don't want to be around me because they think i'm 
loud and obnoxious or they don't like my jokes or whatever because I'm like, well, then I'll find people that do like it, right? I'm not going to change who I am for you because you're not going to change who you are for me. Yeah, I agree. I mean, obviously you found at least one person that uh, is cool with uh, you talking their ear off and making bad jokes because I'm still here. Well, you know, what's what's funny about that is uh, somebody, a couple of our friends are listening to the podcast and they were like, oh, the thing that I really like is that you're just you. And it's one of it's one of our friends that doesn't know you that well. But um, or I should say one of my friends doesn't know you that well. And I was like, well, yeah, like I'm not going to put on my radio voice or whatever, you know, let's talk about anxiety today, everybody. Survey says, ding, 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 whatever. Because <laughs> there's there's no, I, I don't need to play a character, right? It's either this is who I am and I'm the same person I am off mic and on mic. And if you don't like it, then you don't like it, right? You have, you know, free will to listen to somebody else. If you don't like the advice that we give or if you want somebody with a different voice or you want somebody who doesn't make as much corny jokes, I don't know. Right. Well, I, th- um, I think it depends on the show, right? Like, this is a show very much about us and anxiety. Like, we have to be ourselves because, like, we're the ones that have had anxiety. And so, if we're someone else, we obviously can't talk about our experiences. But, like, if we were, if we had, like, a uh, like a show, like a D&D show, right? There, there's a bunch out there. I listen to a bunch of D&D shows where you're playing a character, then obviously you don't want to be yourself, right? Like the whole point of the show is for you to play that character. Mm. So in that case, like do not do not be yourself, right? Like definitely be your character because that's that's what the people are here to listen to. That's that's the role that you want to play within that context. Um, Now, play that role to, as you're like to the best of your ability, right? Like, if you don't know how to talk very well, maybe you don't choose a character that talks so much because it's just not going to be a good time. But, you know, still, in that case, you got to do that. Whereas in a show like this, where we're being ourselves, where we introduce us as ourselves, we talk about our own experiences, if we weren't authentic, uh, I think it would discount sort of everything we talk about and everything we've been through. Yeah, 100%. If we were just playing characters with anxiety and thinking like, oh, this is what people would say and this is what people would uh, would do and these are stories they would tell, then it would never work. Um, kind of the same thing where people will say, don't ever meet your heroes because a lot of a lot of people's heroes are like actors, actresses. Because like they'll always let you down? Yeah, because they're putting on a, a public persona. And when you meet them in person, they're probably not what you think they are because you like the persona. It's almost like the whole um, the thing with uh, Robert Downey Jr., right? How like he now he's like basically Tony Stark, right? Like that's that's who he is forever, right? And that's how everybody sees him. But he's a very different person when you actually meet him. So then when you listen to him, like, you're like oh, yeah, he's going to be Tony Stark. You listen to him on a podcast or something. You're like, oh, shit, he's well, he said what? Like he's talking about this shit. And like especially when he had like his drug phase back in the day and all that stuff um and you're like oh wow like he's he's not the person i thought he was oh my god it's almost like you're you're sh- you're in shock because of it because you've built up that expectation that he's the same character that he plays but that's just a character so same thing with your D point right when you're playing a character you have full liberty to go into that character and be that character right, right. and do that thing because then you're being authentically you're uh, you're acting authentically i guess or whatever right but when yeah, you're think, yourself, you want to be yourself. <laughs> I agree. It's the same thing with like Steve Jobs, right? Like a lot of people viewed him as this icon and this hero and all that. And like I, 
I did and I still do. But sort of when stuff came out about his life after he passed, about, you know, how strict he was with people, like his uh, unending uh, up, um, obsessiveness with, like, perfection, like, all this stuff, like, how he drove people to, like, their limits and stuff. Like, a lot of people were very turned off by it. But for me, it's like, that's the price you pay for for genius, right? Or, like, for, like, getting to where he got to. Right, like there's always a price. No one, no one is made perfect. Nothing happens, you know, perfectly all the time. Um, something has to be put in, right? You have to put in the work to get the result, and sometimes that can be ugly. So I think we just have to remember that it's uh, again. He was very authentically himself, right? And I think in in some of his books and shows that they've made, they they portray him as who he was and that's why a lot of people thought of him as an asshole because he kind of was an asshole but he also did very great things so you know it happens yeah but he also had that consistent persona it seems like throughout his life right where he was a perfectionist and he sought greatness and all these things and then that's why people said he was such a genius because he never let go of his idea of certain products that were coming out and yeah he, i mean he was very authentic exactly yeah. So so then it's like he was always himself and people just either did or did not like it because they're like, oh, my God, I thought he was just like philanthropist or whatever. And you're like, well, yeah, he did good things, but he also like was super hard work and everything else. Right. And that's the same thing with a lot of these people that are CEOs and billionaires and everything else. Like it, you don't get there by chance. Right. You get there by making a, a lot of cutthroat moves, which is funny with Bill Gates, because Bill Gates, when you look at him, a lot of people are like, oh, he's just like the nerdy old guy, whatever. And then you don't realize like the fucking the things that he did to get there and like to build Microsoft yep. into the empire. Years and years. <laughs> like, you, you know, um, some of the early stories about him, like selling the the software. And I, it wasn't like him versus was it him versus Jobs, him versus somebody about like open no, source. No, it was him versus Jobs. It was like open source, and they basically like took the source code and then they they copyrighted it, and then they were like, yeah, this is DOS, and it was like, uh, what? Because <laughs> you know, it's like back then people were just sharing ideas freely, and nobody had them patented, and and then he's like, well, I'm gonna just th this is now my idea, I'm taking it, right? You know, um, so yeah, yeah, they're um, there's this uh. There's this Armenian uh, millionaire billionaire, Kirk Krikorian. Might have heard of him. He owned like the MGM. Uh, he's owned a lot of stuff. He, I think he passed away a couple of years ago. Let me see. Kirk Krikorian. Uh, he did pass away in 2015. But anyway, he, he built a whole bunch of like the Las Vegas Strip. Like he had all this other stuff. Just a bunch of stuff. <clears throat> he has this book, which I have not read. But... Uh, my uncle has and uh and i think my cousin and there's a quote in there that <laughs> that they shared that that was pretty funny because he you know he was a multi-millionaire or billionaire whatever whatever he was uh, i don't remember but anyway he always uh, apparently he always said don't ask me how i made my first million dollars because he's like because i won't tell you okay so it's like uh, that's what i'm saying right it's like you know People always, uh, you got to do something to to get there, right? It's not always pretty. And for him, he was just like, hey, my first million, whatever I did, I did. But I got there. After that, I'll tell you exactly how I built the rest of my empire. 
okay interesting um yeah well if i ever show up with like 10 million dollars worth of stolen diamonds don't ask me how i made my first 10 million. <laughs> <laughs> I, I won't don't even worry i'll just ask for half of it half <laughs> what <laughs> hey i gotta keep your secret don't i I guess that's just because the show I was watching. They try to steal ten million dollars in diamonds, so that's why it's fresh in my mind. Nice, what show? Uh, Banshee. Have you seen Money Heist? Uh, I think I've seen the first season. It's, I just started watching it. It's pretty good. It's the one that's in Spanish, right? Yep. Yeah, it was funny because when I first started watching it, I watched it a while ago on Netflix, and I ha- was on my phone like I normally am because I'm just being distracted. And I looked up and I'm like, wait, it's not synced up because it's a dub. <laughs> I was like, why is it off? Like, what, what, the, what the fuck? So I like kept like trying to like resync my TV. Oh, you know? like you're listening to the dub. Yeah. So like it. it oh, it, you it, weren't it, reading the subtitles. No, so it defaulted to the dub, right? Gotcha, so, gotcha. so I was watching it with the dub and I didn't realize that it was dubbed because it was just something on Netflix. Like, oh, watch Money Heist. So, okay, cool. Let me put this on. And, and then I'm like, wait, it's not synced. So then I you know, was like, this is stupid. So I like restarted the TV. I was like checking my internet. I was like, everything else is synced up. Like, what the hell? Why is it this one title? And I go- you know, I Googled, I'm like, why is Money Heist not synced? And then, and then it's like Money Heist dub. And I was like, oh, you idiot. <laughs> like nobody told me that that's the way it was. So that's then I, I had to, um, I switched it over so I could just read the subtitles. Nice. But yeah, um, going back to being authentic. And I think... Again, you have to realize what you like, what you don't like, and, you know, just be yourself regardless of what other people think. You know, when a lot of people meet me, I don't think they picture uh, a gamer who enjoys board games and plays D&D, like this, uh, you know, nerdy, nerdy guy, right? But whatever, I mean... That's what I talk about. That's what I enjoy doing. That's what I like. And, you know, I'm not I'm not shy about talking about those things. And I've gotten a lot of my friends into, you know, trying out D&D or playing board games or, you know, playing video games or whatever it is. So, you know, as long as yourself, you'll find people that, you know, enjoy the same things, want to do it too, and you'll have a better time. And, you know, your other friends might if there's if you have something that you enjoy doing if you have a hobby or something and you introduce them to it they might enjoy it too so it can be a new experience for them as well i think it's just very important to no don't try to hide parts of who you are because you don't think people will like it because the right people the people that are going to be there for you are going to like all parts of you yeah, otherwise they eventually, you. eventually leave. Yeah, because eventually, I mean, if eventually, right, like whoever you are, that's going to come out. You're going to, you know, you're going to go to a bar one day. There's going to be some board games, assuming that I hadn't told people that I enjoy board games. And I'm going to go up and say, hey, you're playing, you know, that you're doing that wrong. That's the, that's not in the rules. And my friend's going to go like, how do you know this? And then they're going to find out about this and they're going to go like, oh, my God, are you a board game nerd? I'm going to say yes, and they're just going to leave me forever, right? That You don't want that to happen. You want them to know. So as soon as you walk in to that bar and you walk up, they know exactly what you're doing. They know you're going up there to correct the rules for someone playing the game. 
Okay. All right. And they're going to be right there next to you. That's that's good to know that you're uh, you're that afraid to tell people you like board games. <laughs> you're over here. No, like... no, no. What I'm saying is, I do tell people. Like, if I didn't, uh, then okay. that might happen. Yeah. No, no. I, everyone around me knows that I enjoy board games. That's not even a gotcha. not even the thing. Uh, I would I would say that it's also super important to be yourself and to be very authentic in relationships, because. How many times have you done something, especially like early on in dating, that you don't want to do, but then you kind of like have to do that thing over and over again? Like if I'm like, hey, let's go to see a comedy show. And they're like, I love comedy. And then we go to a comedy show. I'm like, I have a great time. They're kind of like, that's fucking, I don't, I don't want to be here, right? And then I'm like, hey, guess what we're doing for the next date? I got another comedy show, <laughs> right? Eventually it's like, <laughs> because cause you gave positive feedback, we're going to keep doing that thing, right? I'm assuming that you like it type of stuff. So <laughs> it's like you, you have to... I mean, it's good to try new things, don't get me wrong, but like if you know you don't like something, like you kind of want to say that, right? If I'm like, hey, let's go to In-N-Out, and you're like, absolutely not, I hate In-N-Out. It's like, all right, okay, well now I know not to go to In-N-Out with you, right? Yeah, or in that case, maybe they go to the comedy show, but they're not so excited. Maybe they're like, hey, I like, I'm down for a comedy show. Then you guys go, if they don't enjoy it, they're like, hey, like it was cool. Not really my thing though. That way you know next time not to to worry about comedy shows. Yeah, and it's like that, I think overall with, um dating as well just like if you're not feeling it you can just be like yeah this isn't really working out isn't really happening for me like you know type of thing and and when you're just very forward people 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 always assume you're gonna be like oh my god they're gonna be heartbroken i'm gonna be mean or whatever but really it's like you're just giving somebody an answer sooner than later as opposed to like the whole like yeah i'll, I'll talk to you later or like yeah let's let's get together some other time and then it never happens, and then they get kind of let down because you're making them feel like that's going to happen or something, right? One way or the other. Um, and I think that's a big part of being authentic is also knowing <laughs> knowing what you want out of life, out of friendships, out of situations. And that's where you go out and you try things, and then when you don't like those things, don't feel bad for saying, I tried skydiving and I hated it, I'm never going to go again. Right. But if you never try it, then, yeah, you might have that one annoying friend that's like this. is It's like the CrossFit of the sky, basically. But it's like we need to go <laughs> skydive and we have to go immediately. Come on. It was the most amazing thing ever. And you're like, no fucking way. You can be afraid of heights and you have like a reason for not going. But certainly if you're just like, I mean, you can tell them that. But if they don't let it go, then they're kind of being a dick, too. And then you have to like set, set the boundary with them. Be like, I already said no. Like, we're not going skydiving. You know, so they don't like surprise you for your next birthday. Like they kidnap you. You're you're fucking like, oh my god, what's happening? You're all of a sudden you're in a plane, <laughs> and then they're like, <laughs> we're jumping out of the plane. Good luck. No, but that's that that's a good point too, Matt. It's not just about being authentic about who you are, but also authentic about the feedback you give, right? Like just <clears throat> being truthful about what you say, what you do. I think that's all very important too, because. Again, in that case, if someone asks you if you like something, if you lie to them because you want them to like you or you want to fit in, you know, you're, you, one, you're going to be hurting yourself. You're going to be going and doing something that you're not actually enjoying. Maybe you enjoy being that with that person, but if you're not enjoying doing whatever it is, I mean, it might not be worth it, right? In some cases, yes. Like, if I really, really love doing something and my wife doesn't, but, you know, out of love and respect for me, she wants to go and do it or vice versa. She really enjoys doing something that I don't. And I go and do it with her because she likes having me there. 
that's one thing. She knows, like, I've told her I don't like it, or she's told me, but she's like, hey, I'll go and do it because I don't want you to go alone. That's love, right? Or whatever. That's relationships or whatever you want to call it. But lying about it, about not actually enjoying it, just because you want to fit in, it's going to come bite you in the ass one day. Um, and it's, it's just going to cause you, you know, mental, it's just going to cause you anxiety for no reason. When you could have just, you know, been honest about it, whatever it was, you know, people would have realized it and uh, that would have been it. You guys could have found something else that you enjoy doing. Or maybe if you didn't fit in with that group, they enjoy doing stuff that you don't make, then maybe you don't belong there. You know, you shouldn't do something just because you want to feel like you belong. Like you'll find the people you belong with by just being yourself because trust me with all the people in the in this world there are at least other people out there who enjoy the same things you do who like doing the same things you do so you'll find people don't worry plenty of fish in the sea yeah and the sooner that i think you can tell people when you don't want to do something the sooner it is for them like i've had friends that are like oh let's go on this like let's go camping or something i was like dude i do not want to go camping i i used to go camping a ton when i was a kid like i just i'm too old now my back hurts if i don't have my fucking fancy ass you know mattress and all this stuff just i don't want to do it and if you just tell them like hey i just don't want to go like okay most of the time they're not going to hate you for whatever right and it's the same thing with a lot of anxiety stuff no but i hate mad i've asked them to go camping so many times and he always turns me down I just feel like we can't be friends anymore because he doesn't enjoy camping and I do. Uh, then I guess you were never meant for me and that's okay. <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. No, but Matt has told me that he doesn't enjoy it. So I just don't ask him anymore. I mean, it's as simple as that. There's other things we enjoy doing together, like playing video games and uh, him attempting to uh, choke me out in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and failing. But, <laughs> you know, there are also things that we don't enjoy doing together. So that's just how it is. That's how relationships are. Yeah, and and that's like you don't like you're not gonna fit a hundred percent with one person, right? If you get pretty close, that's amazing, right? And you're probably gonna marry them and live to be married for like eighty years or something. But for most people, like you do different things with different groups because different groups have different tastes and what they want to do. And for especially with like the anxiety side of it, right? Um, a lot of times, I think people will say they want to go to things because they don't want to let the person down when they ask them, right? especially with like COVID stuff right now. Like, hey, do you want to go on this? You want to come to like the Super Bowl party, even though we're in the middle of, I guess, just start of the season. And if you're like, yeah, cool, I'll be there. Because in the moment, you're like, yeah, it'd be fun to go or whatever. Right? And maybe if you have social anxiety or you just like have anxiety about whatever is going to help you get there, right? You feel like, oh, I don't like driving on the freeway or I don't want to do this or like maybe some time anxiety stuff, right? And when it comes down to the day, now you feel like the asshole if you have to cancel right but if you, but you say but you shouldn't right if you just say like hey i'm not feeling well like you know or whatever right because some because people do miss things too like i miss text messages so i was like oh shit i didn't even realize i was supposed to do that um it may actually be related to adhd too we'll talk about that another time <laughs> um but you know it's like if you just had told them up front and that's like when you asked me about camping one time i was like yeah like maybe i'll go and then like yeah, i remember you checked it and be like oh it's gonna be like this week and i was like nah i just no I, I don't really like camping like I don't, and I was kind of thinking about like ah well shot wants me to go like I could go to see him and hang out with him but then I was like eh, am I really gonna like enjoy it 
outside of that. And like, I don't want to be the downer and whatever. Right. And then that's when it was like, it was easier to just say, no, nah, I just really don't want to go camping. And you're like, okay, cool. We'll find something else to do. Right. You weren't like actually upset at me. I don't think right? you're like this fucking no, asshole, no. whatever, because you had an answer. And that's the thing. Like the anxiety is the worry about the future. And there's just no definite, right. Our brains get into what if mode and we're thinking about a million things, um, all the time and what if this happens what if Rashad hates me what if what if he's never gonna be my friend again because I didn't go to this place with him whatever but if you just say hey I don't want to do that thing I don't want to go there and you really are like your authentic self not only did you take a step forward in being um like standing up for yourself but then your friends are also like okay cool no problem because the worst thing you could do with somebody is like string them on over and over and over again right where you're like Hey, so you said you're going to go camping, right? Yeah, I'm still thinking about it. Okay, well, you know, we're figuring out the food situation and the rides and everything else. And then like a day before you're like, hey, I really need to know because like if you're, I'm going to go rent, you know, a bus or I don't know, like a passenger van or something, right? Where are we going to get 12 seats? We're getting 13 seats. And you're like, all right, I'm going to pay extra for this or especially like Airbnb stuff. Like people do it and they they split it based on how many people actually show up. So like my friends do this all the time in the past pre-COVID. We're like, oh, you know, we're expecting, we're inviting 10 people. If all 10 people go, it's let's say 50 bucks a person and you're like okay cool this would happen a ton with like snowboarding trips where people would bail last minute it's like 10 people were ready to go and then they're like day of four people show up and then the cabin becomes you know double the price the the the, I mean, the food and everything was already bought but it's like all of a sudden that your expectation is like you're spending more money because people bailed but if they had just told you up front hey i'm not gonna go or maybe i'm i'm really like a hard maybe like i'm not dead set on it then you don't have to do that because some of my friends are like bro i'm gonna start collecting deposits when people fucking say they're coming to airbnbs and i was like it's that bad he's like these assholes cancel all the time so now they're looking at their friends as like people that they're just going to cancel all the time and then they don't invite them not because they know they don't want to come but because the expectation is that they're going to bail anyways so they're like i'm just not going to hang out with them and then that i I, I have a friend who um earned a snowflake next to his name actually a couple of friends uh, but some of them got them removed. One one is in the process of getting it removed. What do you, because what, they what flake. Do you mean? What do you mean? Oh, because they, they, okay. they, they flake so much, yeah. So um, so it happens, man. I mean, um, you know this uh, specific person who I won't name, but uh, he's a listener and he knows he knows who he is. Uh, he He's had a snowflake next to his name for a while now because I would invite him to stuff. He'd say, all right, I'll be there. And then come game time, nowhere. Or text me, you know, a couple, uh, an hour or two before. Hey, I can't make it. Hey, I'm too tired. Hey, I'm bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. So, you know, they earned a snowflake in my phone. And uh, even though I didn't stop inviting them to things, at least most things, uh, you know, I was, I was more, I already knew, right? Like I pre-planned when I invited them, I knew they weren't going to come. So if I was getting a 10 cabin house, he would be the 11th person I invited, knowing that he's not going to show up. He's sleeping on the floor if he shows up. Exactly. Now, but uh, I, I did tell him there is a way out, right? There, there is a way to get the snowflake removed. If we make three plans consecutively and you don't bail on any of them, then I will take out the snowflake. So far, I think we're at two, so we'll see. Okay. Um, but have you, know, have you ever asked them why they were bailing i have no real good reason though okay because because i know sometimes like as somebody who's bailed on stuff last minute it could be that like this is that day is super overwhelming from like anxiety and you're just like i can't t- i can't say the real reason which is like 
I couldn't force myself to get in the car and drive somewhere that day, right? Right, right. No, I, I understand, you know, something happening once or twice. This is consecutive bailing that, gotcha. that earns you this. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. So, so just so you know, if you ever happen to see a snowflake next to your name in my phone, which there isn't one now, but if you ever happen to see one, it's because you flaked on me enough that you've earned that. Do, do you have like a, a system when they bail once? Is it like a like a laughing emoji or something? And you're like, all right, that's the one time bail, two times is a different emoji, third time is the snowflake. Is it like a process? Or no, just... no, this is something, and my memory isn't that great to begin with, but if I remember that you've been, <laughs> that you've been bailing consistently, like you're getting that snowflake. Um, that, that's not the only thing though. I also have uh, a, a rocket taking off for a certain someone, uh, uh, someone's contact card as well. What's the rocket? They're always down. Okay. This person is always ready to take off. Like I can, I can call them anytime for anything, and they'll be down. And they, they've earned that too. That that one's taking a lot longer, but you know, this is someone that I can literally just pick up the phone and say, "Hey, let's go do this." Tell me, you know, he'll be there before I am. This is a. Do you have other emojis? This is fascinating. <clears throat> no, I just have those two. Just the two. Okay. Yeah, the, the rocket is recent, actually. I only got the rocket about a month ago, maybe. Uh, the snowflake's been around for years, though. Interesting. Oh, uh, different people, though. Yeah, Sorry, yeah, yeah, the snowflake yeah, yeah. hasn't been the same person. Yeah. Right, right, right. It uh, used to be another friend we had that uh, that kind of stopped flaking, um, so got it removed, but it moves around. That's, that's like, pretty interesting, because if, um, if you had searched by... Let's say you search by the snowflake emoji, you'd see all the people that like have been flaking recently. So you know when you're gonna send like a group text, like, all right, these people aren't coming. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's almost like putting like tags on your friends, like in terms of like yeah, uh, pretty much like business process tags or like company tags, where it's like this person's down, this person's not, this person's this, this person has like shellfish allergies. Um, so that's you know, I should I should put a nose next to yours to know not to invite you to anything that involves smelling. I'm gonna smack you. I'm gonna smack you. Smack you so fucking hard. I I was talking to Eh. somebody yesterday, and I was like, they're like, oh, you know, they introduced me to their friend, and they're like, yeah, um, he can't smell. And then they were like, oh, because of COVID. I was like, nope, I was born with it. Pre pre COVID, I'm one of the OGs. I'm not this uh, this new age shit. Um, Hilarious. So yeah, I don't know. I thought that's why you put a nose to, to remember when you text me shit like hey, bro, does it smell over here or on fucking whatever <laughs> when you bring that stuff up? And then I, uh, you know, I'm very sensitive about it um, that you would know no, not you're to. Not. No, but it's more funny when I get mad. It is funny. Cut that, cut that. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. Stay safe, stay healthy. Be authentic, be authentically you. And we'll talk to you guys on Thursday. 